0: The NBA is back in the Knicks play on Christmas Day. That leaves me with just one thing to say. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. To that same old place that you laughed about. This is the Pete Barrett Podcast. And I'm Pete Barrett. So much to talk about today. Thanks so much for joining me. Now... I planned today originally to talk solely about the NBA returning. I'm a big, big Knicks fan. I know you know that from the blog. A lot of speculation ever since uh, the deal has been close to becoming ratified about the Knicks and uh, possibly acquiring CP3. Maybe uh, some speculation that the Knicks, I know Ian O'Connor reported the Knicks should trade either Anthony or Stoudemire for the Uh, Dwight Howard right now you know I don't think that's a great idea I'll talk about that later in the show what we need to do though before we talk about the NBA the NFL or anything else is I need to own up to a big mistake I made on Twitter today you know I'll admit when I'm wrong and I was wrong today I said that I felt more confident than ever that Jose Reyes would return and become a New York Met for probably the rest of his career and boy was I wrong as Ken Rosenthal is reporting for FoxSports.com that the Marlins and Reyes are very close on a six-year deal. Reyes to the Marlins now appears to be very imminent. The the numbers are believed to be $110 million, and this is certainly a crushing blow to New York Mets fans everywhere. Jose Reyes has been one of the best Mets since his debut, and he has been a franchise player a player who has carried himself with nothing but class on or off the field. Uh, Jose Reyes will certainly be missed, not only just for his playing ability, but his, the spark that he brought to the entire team. And it really leaves a, a gaping hole at the shortstop position for the New York Mets, something that they'll really need to address. Maybe it'll be Jack Wilson. Maybe it'll be Ruben Tejada. Uh, that they give the opportunity to be the starting shortstop every day. But Jose Reyes is irreplaceable and someone who will certainly be missed. But this may not be the worst thing. I know it's hard to hear that now. You see Reyes leaving. But a six-year deal for a player who has constantly been riddled by hamstring injuries. A guy who's just going to get older. A guy who knows only one gear. The guy plays full speed. That's what New York loved about him, but that's what also may hurt him in this six-year deal. He does not know how to pace himself, whether it be running the bases or maybe even stretching properly. The guy is just constantly hurt. And although he is a great player, I'm sure that Sandy Alderson has weighed both the payroll consideration – the fact that he's going to cost $110 million and that six years may be just too long to commit to a guy who, although maybe the face of a franchise, is just not worth $110 million for six years. You really can't blame Jose in this situation. He is a free agent and he took advantage of it. He's going to try to sign to the team that he's going to get the most money for Um You obviously didn't expect him to take a hometown discount. He's put a lot into New York and has not received too much out of it besides the money that he earned. He has not earned a championship. He has not won a championship. And perhaps he believes that he has the opportunity to do so in Miami with his friend Hanley Ramirez and with the new manager, Ozzie Guillen. Of course, there's a lot of hype going down in Miami now with the opening of the new stadium. And I think all Met fans are going to fear facing Jose Reyes 18 times a season, but also at the same time wish him all of the best as he has been one of our favorites since he was called up to the major leagues. As is as important and as sad as this is for all Mets fans. I think we also need to recognize the irony here is that I initially chose the opening song today, Welcome Back. Sincerely, I was talking about the NBA, and I was welcoming back the NBA after the lockout. And yet, it comes off now as sarcasm So Jose Reyes for not coming back to New York. But one thing we need to establish right now is what a Sunday of football. We saw it all around the league, great matchups. And this is the time of year where you have matchups that don't mean anything, and you don't watch them, and there are some matchups that you just need to watch. Let's start out in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. The Jets went into Washington knowing this was a must-win game, okay? The Jets had to win this game, and they did. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't fun to watch. I'm sure Mark Sanchez doesn't declare it as one of his better games. It wasn't. The Jets' offense was totally stagnant in the second half besides that last drive. And that's what it seems to be from Mark Sanchez, He is not the franchise quarterback you want him to be. And I know we got some tweets, and I'll read them later. People want Mark Sanchez to be a franchise quarterback. Rex Ryan wants Mark Sanchez to be the franchise quarterback, and they are tied at the hip. Rex wants Sanchez to be a passing quarterback who can dominate the ball. He's not that kind of guy. The Jets, if they want to be successful, they need to be a running team. They need to go back to old form, ground and pound, and they showed a little bit of that today. I still would want to see them run more, but I am very happy with Sean Green. Three touchdowns on the day. Absolute monster today. You wonder about Mark Sanchez, though. What makes him so great in the end-of-game situations? Most guys who are great at the end of the game have such mental toughness. You see the gamers perform their greatest at the greatest, most important times. But Mark Sanchez sometimes looks like a lost puppy out there. He doesn't know what he's doing, and he looks like he's on the verge of tears. It's very interesting that this was his 10th fourth quarter come-from-behind win of his young career. Sanchez was not good today, but that 30-yard scoring pass to Holmes on that double move was one of the prettiest passes I saw today. The guy has talent, and he has the ability to win late in the game. What he does in the first three quarters, and even in the fourth quarter, up until sometimes the last drive, is just baffling. All right, let's bring some tweets into the equation now. Kyle Cohen 21 tweets at me. Pete Barrett Jr., do you believe the Jets have what it takes to make the playoffs? How much longer does Sanchez last in New York? Now, I believe, Kyle, that as long as Rex Ryan is in New York, Mark Sanchez is in New York. From the beginning, he has declared Mark Sanchez the quarterback. Now, that may have been wrong. That may have been too early. That's what he did, and he has developed. You could say he's not better. He is better. You look at the statistics, he's better than he has ever been. The turnovers are down. He didn't turn the ball over today. The Jets won the turnover battle, and that's one of the reasons they won the game. Mark Sanchez is not the best quarterback. He is not Aaron Rodgers. We saw what he did today at the end of the Giants game. But he is good enough to win. We've seen him in the playoffs at big times, and we've seen him at the end of games in big times. Rex Ryan, as he said all along, as he said after the win today against the Redskins, he fully believes in Mark Sanchez. This is the guy he has, and as long as Rex Ryan is in New York, so is Mark Sanchez. Let's transition over to the Giants game. The Giants lost a tough one to the Green Bay Packers, 38-35. Dan Rustico tweets in, NY Sports Cookie has changed my life. Just wondering what you think of the Giants' performance today against the Packers. Well, Dan, first, thank you for the, the compliment there. Second... I really thought the Giants played their heart out, okay? I think Eli Manning was absolutely fantastic. That drive, marching the Giants down the field for a touchdown and game-tying two-point conversion was one of the best drives I've seen Eli Manning have. Aaron Rodgers, of course, though, one-upped him. And with 58 seconds left on the clock, he drove the Packers down the field for a game-winning field goal. The Giants really need to win out the rest of their games to have – a legitimate chance at making the playoffs, and they're going to face Dallas twice, and that's going to be basically their tu- their their big test. If they can beat the 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 Cowboys twice, they deserve to go to the playoffs. And if they can't, well, they don't deserve to go to the playoffs. And I think that'll be very evident in the next few weeks. And I look forward to forward to watching and seeing how it all plays out. That's the beauty of this NFL season. A friend of the blog, Ian O'Connor of ESPN New York wrote an opinion piece just a couple days ago about how the Knicks need to trade either Amare Stoudemire or Carmelo Anthony to the Orlando Magic for center Dwight Howard. And although I respect Ian completely, I think he is absolutely wrong in this regard. I think it would be disloyal to Amare, who was the first one to sign on to this New Knicks idea. The idea that the Knicks would be more than a laughing stock. Amari was the first one to join on. To trade him over now, to use him as just a piece to the puzzle that will be the Knicks having success, would be unfair. He accepted the challenge that LeBron James did not. He accepted the challenge of New York and all the media scrutiny and pressure that comes with it. And I think that the Knicks franchise and the city of New York owes him to keep him on this team so that he can see the Knicks to success. I understand, though, that the Knicks should be involved in trying to bring in Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is by far the best center in the game. No one can cover Dwight Howard, and Dwight Howard can cover almost anyone. The guy is an absolute monster, and his shoulders are bigger than anyone else's in the NBA. The Knicks will not trade Amare or Carmelo for Chris Paul. In the NBA, that just doesn't happen. People don't trade big for small. That's the only way, though, that the Knicks would be able to most likely get Chris Paul via trade right now. The Knicks don't have the pieces. They used their young pieces to get Carmelo Anthony last year. They don't have pieces left. So if they want Chris Paul, and if Chris Paul wants the Knicks... They probably will meet next year in free agency. If Chris Paul wants to be a Knick bad enough right now, he maybe, he might possibly be able to wield a deal to the Knicks. That'll be with a lot, lot of demanding and a lot of frustration on all sides. As Chris Paul does realize he has one year left with the Hornets and he does respect the city of New Orleans and wants to give them They're due justice. He will not comment on the situation, and he's smart in doing so. The Knicks, however, need to realize that they're not going to be the only ones pursuing Chris Paul in free agency next year, so they have to consider a few options. And so maybe one of the options is getting another piece of that big three right now. I know the wedding toast was Chris Paul standing up at Carmelo Anthony's wedding saying, let's form our own big three after LeBron did it in Miami. But perhaps he will not be a fit with the Knicks. Perhaps it's Darren Williams. Perhaps it's Dwight Howard. All I'm saying is, don't Nick fans count on just CP3. Although he may be a good fit, he may not be the best fit. Maybe a combination of Dwight Howard with Carmelo with Chris Paul after trading Amare for Howard would be the best fit. We don't know the three combination right now, and we're not sure if we'll get the best three or if we'll get a three Period. Maybe it makes more sense to create a deep team. All I'm saying is don't just wait for Chris Paul. Don't be satisfied with that. We've been waiting for over four years for a good Knicks team. And if we keep waiting for years and years and years, we're never going to get it. This is the time we can't keep saying next year. Mike D'Antoni for sure doesn't have a next year. Phil Jackson, of course, lurking just around the corner in retirement, possibly looking to come full circle with his Knicks career. He started, of course, coming off the bench for the 1970 Knicks championship. He would also like to return as a coach, many would speculate. This season is more important for D'Antoni than any season has been. Donnie Walsh no longer in control. Donnie Walsh loved Mike D'Antoni, put him in control, and gave him the leeway to run the team. D'Antoni has not gotten a fair shake thus far. He's been very criticized for his team's lack of defense when he did not have defensive players. He didn't have them in the Suns, and he doesn't have them now. That's why the team doesn't play defense. Mike D'Antoni also has not had a set roster. This year, he should. Let's not make a deal within the the middle of the season. We saw that didn't gel last year. The Knicks had chemistry in the first half before Carmelo, and although they may have been a better team in the second half with Carmelo, they did not have that chemistry or flow. They had awkward passes. They had stagnant offense. What they need to do is settle on a team... And run with it. The Knicks can't wait any longer. They need to go. Now if I haven't been as enthusiastic as I wanted to be. I apologize. Of course I am saddened. Just like all you Met fans. About Jose Reyes. Sandy Alderson addressed the media in Dallas. Just minutes ago. Talking about how. $110 million is above their threshold. And Jose Reyes. Looks to be from all accounts. A member of the new Miami Marlins and will no longer wear the Mets uniform. It's been a fantastic first podcast. I've had a lot of fun talking, hearing myself talk. And thanks so much for all the tweets and Facebook posts that you guys sent in. Keep them coming at Pete Barrett Jr. and NY Sports Cookie on Facebook. The Pete Barrett Podcast will appear weekly on nysportscookie.com. And basically, I'm going to set the agenda unless you guys tweet in or post something on the Facebook page that you guys would want to talk about or want me to talk about, and then we'll take it from there. But I've had a fantastic time, and for now, it's over. I'll see you guys next week.